This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Bald Head Bible Podcast, making the Bible come to life, featuring the expository story preaching of Dr. John Katzian. Baldhead Bible Podcast is committed to keeping our show free to the public. However, as with everything, there are expenses involved, so if you would like to contribute, head on over to patreon.com, that's patreon.com forward slash baldheadbible, and there you can become a supporting member for as low as $1 a month. While there, please check out some of the bonus material available only to our BHBP supporters. And some of that material includes Bible study guides to help you use the podcast to minister to your children, to minister in a Sunday school class, and to have some quality family devotions. must have been truly frightening to hear. I can't imagine what the whole thing sounded like. But there was Jehoshaphat holding on to a little baby and the nurse that took care of this little baby boy, Jehoshaphat ran with him away from the cries and the screams and she could probably hear the cackling laughter because that's what I imagine of Queen Athaliah. <laughs> I am going to reign. Or maybe she did it silently, quietly. And all Jehoshaphat heard were the cries of the little grandsons and, and the granddaughters of Athaliah, her own grandchildren. Maybe all she heard were their cries as Athaliah slaughtered them all. How did we get here? And how can you, as a grandmother, kill your own grandchildren? And what sort of evil is that? Well, we got here because remember I talked about last time that cosmic battle? Well, that cosmic battle is still going on. And Yahweh just punched left hook right into the jaw of Satan through the man called Jehu. And for years, King Ahab and his family, the Omri dynasty, had been inserting the love and worship of Baal. And God said, Yahweh said, enough is enough. You've been stealing my people's hearts away from me. Enough is enough. You've killed hundreds of prophets in the name of Baal. Enough is enough. I'm sending my servant Jehu to wipe you out. And that's what King Jehu did. He was wiping out the house of King 
Ahab that had pulled northern Israel into worshiping Baal. And remember last time he destroyed the temple of Baal in Samaria. They killed Queen Jezebel. Ahab had died years earlier. But Jehu made sure that the judgment of God, God used him to execute judgment upon the whole house of Ahab. And they were being systematically wiped out in northern Israel. Cosmic battle. God won. Satan zero. Well, guess what? Satan's not going to go down so easily, right? He wants to win this cosmic battle, and so he fights back. But as usual, what Satan does is wicked. What Satan does is evil. And he chooses to fight back through southern Israel and through the life and work of a wicked, wicked woman named Athaliah. Now, Athaliah was the queen mother of King Ahaziah. Now, Athaliah had been married to Jehoram. And Jehoram and Athaliah had been put together by Jehoram's dad, Jehoshaphat. And Jehoshaphat was a godly king who did right. And the Bible credits him with doing good in the eyes of the Lord. But Jehoshaphat then married his son, Jehoram, to the daughter of King Ahab and Queen Jezebel, who worshipped Baal. Jehoshaphat worshipped Yahweh, and he allowed his son Jehoram to be married to the daughter of Ahab and Jezebel, who clearly worshipped Baal. And they killed, again, hundreds of prophets and believers and followers of Yahweh. Why Jehoshaphat allowed this to happen? Well... He thought it would build him a great alliance. He thought, well, if I do this, then then I'm going to get peace and prosperity between my house and the house of Ahab, and this will be great. And maybe he was a little afraid of the power of Ahab at that time. And maybe Athaliah was just so beautiful and so kind and, and just so wonderful. And man, she couldn't be like the rest of her family. Look how nice she is. Look how wonderful she is. Well, now we see Athaliah's true colors, and it is horrific. Because her husband, Jehoram, dies, right? Well, Athaliah is now the queen mother through her son, Ahaziah, who only reigns for one year. And he's killed by, you guessed it, King Jehu, who is trying to wipe out the whole worship of Baal. And Ahaziah, I hate to say it, did evil in the eyes of the Lord. And he's connected to the house of Ahab through his mother Athaliah. And so Jehu has to wipe him out. And he does. And Athaliah, she hears what's happening in northern Israel. The house of Ahab is being systematically wiped out. And she looks at the death of her own son, as it says there in 2 Kings chapter 11. She sees that her own son is dead and she thinks, I've got to do something. I've got to stop this. And I think Satan thinks, you know what? 
I'm going to use Athaliah to start to wipe out the line of David. And so Queen Athaliah begins to kill the children of King Ahaziah. And you know who those children are to her? She's the queen mother, right? She's the mother of Ahaziah, which means his kids are her grandchildren. How evil do you have to be to come into the palace and look at your grandchild and have him killed right there in front of you? This is how wicked Athaliah is. Her heart is all for Baal, and she gave bad advice. It says in 2 Chronicles and 2 Kings that she gave terrible advice to Ahaziah because she is a worshiper of Baal, and she never, ever wanted to follow Yahweh. And now her true heart comes out. I want to preserve my line. You know what? If they're killing off the line of Ahab in northern Israel, we're going to kill off the line of David here. And I think she is trying to systematically wipe out the whole line of David and Satan, who's behind all of this. I wonder if he remembers years and years earlier the covenant Yahweh made with David. In 2 Samuel 7, God says to David, I am going to put on the throne of David an ancestor of yours that will reign forever. And we're going to have a descendant that's going to rule over Judah forever. And out of that covenant, that promise he makes David, we get Jesus, the coming king, who will one day rule all the world, all the universe, king of kings and lord of lords through the line of David but guess what? If Athaliah is successful here and kills all of the children that came from Ahaziah, guess what? The line of David is wiped out. And guess what? The line of David comes to an end and we have no Jesus, we have no Messiah, and God has not fulfilled one of his promises? Ha, Satan thinks, I am going to wipe him out. I'm going to wipe all these descendants out. And I'm going to use wicked, wicked Athaliah to do it. And so Athaliah comes through and starts killing grandson after grandson. Some old, some young, some little babies, some middle school kids. She doesn't care. She just cares about herself. But in the middle of all that, God raises up a person who acts. And you know who she was? Jehoshaphat. Now, Jehoshaphat is married to Jehoiada, the priest. Well, Jehoshaphat, and this gets really confusing, is the sister of Ahaziah, but through a different mother, not through Athaliah. Her dad is King Jehoram, and so is Ahaziah. So she is Ahaziah's sister. And she probably grew to love all the grandchildren that came through her brother Ahaziah. And she got to know them. And when she saw them, 
being butchered probably in one day. She's coming through Athaliah, probably has some guards with her to do all the dirty work. I can't imagine the gut-wrenching sight she saw. So Jehoshaba, she says, we may lose all of them, but I can do something. And so she grabs little Joash. Some translations say Jehoash. Others say Joash. And I'm going to go with Joash because it's a lot easier to say. So Jehoshaba grabs Joash and, and each little grandson or granddaughter had their own nurse that would take care of them and feed them. And so she grabs Joash and she runs into the bedroom and I'm sure the guards are coming through killing babies and children and there is screams and cries behind them all is Athaliah yelling orders and I can imagine here comes Jehoshaphat she runs into the room with little Joash the nurse with her and Athaliah and her troops are getting closer and closer and doors opening and doors slamming they're looking for all the offspring and all the family of Ahaziah and they're looking and they're looking and they're slamming doors and they're getting closer and closer and Jehoshaphat and little Joash, what is she going to do? And it says she looks over and she hides the nurse and Joash in her bedroom. Now, the thing is that word bedroom is basically a closet. A small space where you would put extra furniture. Maybe when you'd get up, you'd pick up your mattress and you'd throw it in this dinky little room. It wasn't big at all, is the impression you get. And so Jehoshaphat says, nurse, Joash, and throws him in this little closet, essentially, and shuts the door. And I bet she sits down and she's just drinking her tea, reading a book, and in bursts Athaliah and the guards. And they're covered in blood, probably. Where are my grandchildren? Hisses Athaliah. She's probably in her 50s and just this evil queen mother. I wonder if Jehoshaphat quakes in fear. At the sight of how evil she's become? And Jehoshaphat says, I don't know. I, I've just been here drinking my tea, reading. It's a good book, this one. I, I like this new John Grisham novel. Pretty good writer. Yeah, yeah, this is good. He's a pretty good author. And Athaliah seethes and hisses with rage. And I'm going to find my grandchildren. And her and her men go out and continue their carnage. Jehoshaphat, she's probably breathing heavy. She opens the door and there is little Joash and the nurse. Well, for the next six years, Jehoshaphat hides little Joash and his nurse. For the next six years, how in the world do you hide this baby for six years? Because guess who reigns for the next six years in southern Israel? You guessed it. Evil, evil, wicked Athaliah reigns. Well, 
What do you do when Joe Ash cries? Do you make a lot of noise? So it sounds like, hey, we're just banging pots and people come running. I heard a baby. Is there a baby? We're just singing a new song. We're banging some pots around here. People say when I sing, it sounds as beautiful as a baby's cry. Oh, yeah, all right. And then they leave and go back. And, and as Joe Ash grows, think about it. He's stuck in a little little room. And maybe he gets to come out a little when Athaliah goes out or when the guards aren't nearby. But for the first six years of his life, he's hidden in the dark corners, in the recesses. He can't go out and play with the average kid, right? He's got to be hidden time and time again because if Joash is seen, Athaliah is going to kill him in an instant. Well, I think God looked after that little boy distracted guards when they heard a baby crying. Maybe a, a bird would start to caw, you know, caused by God to happen so they wouldn't even recognize it. I think God protected Joash time and time and time again. Now remember, Jehoshaphat is married to Jehoiada, a priest of the temple. And at some point, Jehoiada decides enough is enough. It's time to present Joash as the one true king of Judah, southern Israel. He decides at the age of seven, all right, now is the right time to bring Joash out and to present him as king and to end the wicked reign of Queen Athaliah. So, how do you do that? How do you bring him out and crown him? Because won't he immediately be killed by Queen Athaliah? Well, this is how he did it. He brought Joash out. He had to guard this little seven-year-old. And then he had to crown him in front of all the people. He had to bring him out of hiding. And he had to crown him in front of all the people. Now, how is he going to do that? Now is the time. Maybe Athaliah had grown in popularity with the people. And Jehoiada is like, no. And Jehoshaphat is like, no. We've got to bring the, the right king of the line of David. We've got to stop this. Or, or maybe it was just time. Joash was mature enough now at the age of seven. I don't know. But they said, you know what? We can bring him forth to be king. So at the age of seven, Jehoiada decides... I'm going to make Joash king, and this is how we are going to do it. And so on some night, a quiet night, he brings the captains of certain troops and guards, and he brings them all into the house of the Lord and into the temple. And he had taken Joash from that little bedroom, and he'd gotten him into the temple. And I don't know if he hid him in a basket or if he hid him in some clothes or if he dressed him as a priest. And maybe little Joash had gone back and forth from the temple into the palace, back and forth dressed as a priest, hidden in a basket. Who knows? Well, at the age of seven, Jehoiada invites the military men that matter some guards and some captains of some elite troops and he brings them in and then he says 
I want you to promise me with your life that what I'm about to show you, you got to be quiet. And it says there in the Bible that he put them under an oath. He put them under an oath. He wanted to make sure their heart was loyal to the line of David. He wanted to make sure that their heart was loyal to Ahaziah's lineage and son. And they all agreed. I think these army men were tired. Of maybe maybe Athaliah was a terrible queen. Can you imagine working for someone who's evil and asks you to do evil thing after evil thing? Maybe they remembered their co-workers who had to kill those grandchildren. They never forgave Athaliah for that. I don't know, but their hearts were with Jehoiada. And their hearts were with the house of David. And they swore an oath in favor of Yahweh and in favor of the line of David. And when Jehoiada hears that, he introduces them to little Joash. Well, he's not so little anymore, right? He's seven. Maybe he brings him out from behind a curtain. And he says, here is Ahaziah's son. You thought they were all dead. They're not. Maybe all those mighty muscular guards and captains bowed the knee in honor of the actual true king of Israel who was still alive. And so they enact a plan. Jehoiada says, on the Sabbath, when the guards come to do their shift, change, We are going to have a lot of men who are in the guards, a lot of captains, a lot of army men around at that shift change. And I want you to keep a third of them to be on guard here at the king's house at the palace. And then then I want you to take another third, go to the gates and don't let any of them out. Then I want you to get a third at the gate behind the guards and they're going to guard the palace. And then Take some more of them, and I want you to guard the temple. Because I'm going to announce the king right here in the temple. And I want another group to surround little Joash and to keep him safe. You got to keep your weapons in your hand. You got to get ready to fight. Because when we announce him king, there are some who are going to be in favor of Athaliah, and they're going to charge, and you got to be willing, the Bible says, to put them to death. You ready to protect Joash? Yes. You ready to announce a new king? Yes. So, on this particular Sabbath day, when they came to the shift in guards, some were going off duty and some were coming on duty, they had more army men than they could ever want. This would be a natural change of shifts. And Athaliah would not be any the wiser. Well, this plan, I think, went throughout the whole army was spread throughout all the guards who were going to be involved. And when this change and shift came about, those guards, instead of going home, those guards, instead of taking their new positions and their new shift for the morning, they guarded the gate. They protected little Joash as they brought him into the house of the Lord. And as they brought him into the house of the Lord, He stood beside this pillar. Now this pillar was a sign. If you were king, you stood beside this pillar, basically saying to the whole of Israel, I am king. And then Jehoiada took some oil 
and anointed his head with oil, which is a sign that he has the blessing from God. And then they took a crown. Now, did they get a new crown, a little crown that would actually fit on a seven-year-old's head? Or did they give him like a big old crown and it sort of fell all the way down around his ears? And then it says they gave him, my version says, the testimony which is basically giving them Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, giving them the Torah. The king should know the Torah. The king should know the words of God to his people by heart. And so the king should hold the Bible of his day. And he had a massive crown on his head. And he's standing behind a pillar. And he has oil dripping down his face. And Jehoiada, after seven years of hiding, can finally yell out, Long live the king! And it says, all the guards and all the men that were there yelled out, Long live the king! And they clapped their hands and they rejoiced and they blew trumpets. This was a big noise! And guess who heard that? Athaliah. Man, Jehoiada and his wife, Jehoshaphat, they were geniuses. They hid this whole plan from Athaliah. The last she knew about it was when Joash was finally crowned king. And she comes running into the house of the Lord and says, What is happening? And she yells out, Treason! Treason! Now think about it. She's the one who's committed treason, right? She's the one who tried to usurp the throne from the house of David. She's the one who tried to wipe out the house of David. And yet behind the scenes, God protected a little boy named Joash. And Jehoiada says, take Queen Athaliah, but do not kill her in the temple. Kill her outside. And they drag her outside the court. And this wicked, evil, queen butchering mother is put to death right there and then. I think Satan was thinking, hey. 1-1, one, one. I'm winning back. I'm going to wipe out the house of David. I've got this evil queen doing my bidding. I'm going to take over southern Israel. I think something wonderful is going to happen through southern Israel, but I'm about to squash it. There's going to be no Messiah, nothing fantastic like that. No, I'm going to get my way, my way, and I'm. it's going to be great. And then behind the scenes, God is working to protect his own. Behind the scenes in the face of great evil, God is moving. I think that's the main lesson here. Sometimes when you face pure evil, and it looks like evil is winning, things can look bleak. But then I got to trust the promises of God. And then I've got to stand up like Jehoshaphat. And Jehoiada. And in the face of evil, God may call me to act. And what a brave woman Jehoshaphat was to hide this little baby. But she stood up. She acted in the face of evil. She took courage in the God she served and the promises he gave her people. 
And I need to be that way, don't I? I need to live out the truth that a Jehoshaphat teaches me today to stand up for truth no matter what it costs because we're on the side of good and good wins. God will win. Yahweh will win. Trust him. Trust in his promises. Don't be afraid of evil. Stand up. Trust your God. Now what's going to happen to little Joash? How is this whole thing going to play out? He's now king. But he's only seven. What's going to happen? We'll come back next week to find out and to hear more about the exciting life of seven-year-old little Joash. Thank you for listening to Bald Head Bible Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. You can comment on our Facebook page or email us at baldheadbible at gmail.com. If you would like to support this podcast, please check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash baldheadbible. Baldhead Bible Podcast, making the Bible come to life. New episodes added every week.